No way, it was perfect. It was the exact same time on my computer. It was, you were way late on my computer. Nah, man, well, it was good on my end, so you can go fuck yourself. So, welcome. Uh, are we going to start right now, or do we got to like get some more shenanigans out of the way? I'm just glad that we're finally doing this, um, just so people can see uh, why I am the way that I am to you. Just yeah. see, just, just see how you lead our conversations and why I have to say crazy outlandish shit. All right. Well, this is uh, fine. Then we're just gonna start then, and we'll leave all that in. Welcome to the Pet Peeves Podcast, episode number fourteen. It is Saturday, September eighth at nine thirty-six a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, the guest today we have the the previous co-host of the Pet Peeves Podcast, Mr. Wow, Shirtless that sounds Hank. Sounds like I got fired. No, he he uh, just stopped. Why, he got caught up making films and writing scripts. Let me introduce you. Oh, right, go ahead. The previous host of the Pet Peeves podcast, Mr. Shirtless Hank, Mr. Henry Amharai. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Henry? Is it, are you going to clap? Is there a round of applause? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you haven't been on since episode maybe, I don't know, four or five or something. Do you even remember? It's been a while, man. Who, Life. who was the guest when you were on last? Uh, who was the guest when I was on last? Was it Henry Rasick or Anthony Rasick? I mean? Yeah, I think so. I think that was the last one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even fucking care. So, shout, I mean, out to, shout out to him, though. Yeah, Anthony is my boy. That's who I'm roasting a week from today. Oh, yeah? You're going to kill him. Uh, yeah, man. I got no doubt in that. He's uh, ranked right below me or right above me. One of those. I can't remember. So I got to go down Fort Wayne and show these boys what's up. Do it. So, Henry, uh, what? What are you? We're working on our video. Wait, say my name again. Henry? I don't like the way you say it. How do you want me to say it? How do you say no. it? No, just how it sounds when you say my name. I realize that. <laughs> Henry. Because you, know, you know you're close friends. Like when you're, when you're around somebody a long time, you real, feel really comfortable. You don't say their name out loud. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You never really have to say their name. Yeah, you don't have to. Like, they know who uh, you're talking about. Exactly. So when you say it, it sounds f- like foreign. Like, uh, you know when like, somebody, somebody foreign tries to say a word in another language and uh you know it just sounds so crazy yeah i do know what you mean because sometimes i'll hear myself saying my fiance's name or even my brother's name and i'm like in my head i'm like did i say that right did i just pronounce that wrong just because i'm not used to saying it what about when you say your own name when i oh, say yeah. my own name it's uh that's cringe that's no way cringe i say moment. i say my own name all the time i'm always I, introducing myself yeah you have to introduce yourself but i don't when i introduce myself it's always a cringe moment for me to say Henry because it's not a cool name. Like, oh, I guess Al- that's true. Albert's, Albert's definitely not a cool name. But 
No, it's not. I def I do know what you mean. I do have Henry's a little bit below. of anxiety. <coughs> Henry's definitely a little bit below Albert, I would say. And if I could go back, I would not choose uh, Henry, I don't think. So what you're saying is you would not choose Henry, but you'd definitely, definitely rather have Henry than Albert. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd rather have Albert than Henry. Why? Because it's less common? I'm just, no. It's just Henry's just like, it doesn't, doesn't sound cool. And neither does Albert. I feel like those two names are in the same category. They sound like old timey names. But you could be, you could be Al. You could be Handog. You could be Hank. I, I don't like I, Hank though. I've I've been called uh, old people will call you Hank. That's like an old timey name uh, yeah. for Henry. So they'll they'll like they're like hey Hank. You just don't look like a Hank. Hank is a white guy to me. Yeah. Henry could be anything. Hank. No, I've met I've met guy. a lot of I've met a lot of black Henrys and yeah. I've met a lot of Spanish Henrys. Henry's well, just a common not name, Spanish, but like Latin Henrys. Yeah. There's, What's the uh, correct term for your people? Uh, Latin. Enri en Enrique Enrique is Henry. Yeah. My my El Salvadorian neighbors used to call me Enrique. Yeah, and that's a common name. That's my cousin Kike's name. His name's shout Enrique. Out. Jose. Shout out, to, shout out to the Galicias. Yeah. They put me on that the pupusas and the uh, platanos. No shit. Yeah, man. Mmm. I haven't had food like that in a long time because I eat Mexican food and that's not Mexican. That's like South American, you know. And I like Puerto Mexican Ricans. Food too, that's island food. Oh no shit! I just haven't had a plantain in a minute. All right, so we got to give some background hey, ladies on and us. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know something about Albert? Here's a here's a a quick fact. He makes a mean Mexican rice. Boy, shout out to my mom for the recipe, and I make some bomb ass Mexican rice. It's pretty good. Uh, background, if, background. We need background. Uh, Just because people haven't listened to episodes one through five, assumingly. I actually checked my stats today for the first time in a long time, and uh, remember I told you I couldn't check the stats on iTunes. Well, I did today, and they're pretty good. Uh, the stats on Stitcher, I don't know how to check, and or I don't have anything yet. That's also a possibility. I was checking on Stitcher, and there was just <coughs> nothing there, and maybe just because nobody's listening to it on Stitcher. And then uh, on SoundCloud, I got like a decent amount of listeners on the last podcast. Uh, but That's iTunes, good. I got a lot. Stitcher, I don't know. And SoundCloud, I got a few. So I'm happy right now. Uh, but so, background on me and Henry. I met Henry in South Korea in 2009, Nine. like March, right? You, you know you've said that this on the podcast like every single episode. That I don't I give on. a shit. So they, are, they already know this. I don't give a shit. If you're I, I a like that part of our story. If you're a long time listener, but go ahead. I told this story a thousand times and I'll tell it again a million more times. It's a good story. That The way that we met was just like, you know, I keep talking about it. Fate and destiny brought us together that we're here today. You know, nine years later, almost ten years later. Uh, but isn't oh, that the, something the same with every person that's in your life for a long time? Yeah, and that's why those people are special people, and you got to take advantage of them and appreciate them. Oh, you're calling me special them. right now. I'm appreciating. Okay, okay you right continue. Now. Continue. I didn't know that's where you're going with this. Good. Continue. Call me special. Yeah. So Henry, because I'm special, and I don't like anybody who's not special. <laughs> I don't, birds of a feather, man. I mean, everything I do, I have to self-admittedly is selfish. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, gain. I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday, which is a selfish act. I should be hoping that you are better than you were yesterday. But I know the truth that I can't help people if I'm not in a position to help them. Well, I can help a lot more people if I'm in a position to help. Uh, anyway, so we met 
Uh, and it's a little town, Jechan, South Korea, Chungbukdo. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, like not near any major cities. The closest city is Wanju. What was it, like 45 minutes away? Yeah, something like that. And it was a tiny little city. It had one. The only reason they considered it a big town is because it had an Outback Steakhouse. We, remember we went there one day on a Sunday just because we wanted to eat some American food? Yeah, exactly. We traveled 45 minutes on a bus one way, you know, 45 a, an minutes hour and a, An hour and a half. Trip two ways, to eat some right? fucking Outback Steakhouse. And then we bought some sweaters. <laughs> Remember we bought some Adidas gear? We did. And you taught me how to uh, read Korean that day on the bus on the way back. Yep. And a 45-minute... Well, but Henry could already speak Korean pretty good. So when I was teaching him how to read, it was easy because he already knew the phonics of the sounds. I just had to teach him which letters matched those sounds. <laughs> In Korean... <coughs> Sorry, I'm smoking weed. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Korean is surprisingly easy to learn, teach, read. Isn't Korea where they have like one of the highest literacy rates in all the world? Uh, that's news to me, but that I could, yeah. that's cool. When I was learning it, they taught me that that like almost a hundred percent of Koreans are literate, that they can read and write. Unlike the United States, which is at like a, I don't know, ninety percent literacy or eighty percent, you know, it might even be lower than that. For all I know, I should look it up oh, before I talk shit. Didn't didn't uh, I think one of the kings, one of from one of the dynasties, because they they used to they used to write in Chinese, and yes, then, in like uh, and then they. He made it to make it easier for like people that didn't have access. They they he invented Hangul. Is that in that uh, yes the Korean language, the Korean alphabet? Yes. Okay, so that makes sense that they would have a high literacy rate. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They developed a language purposefully that was easy to read and write and learn for the peasants because there was so many fucking rice farmers. Uh, and then uh, the U.S. I'm reading right now. It's saying shout that out to four- rice farmers. Yeah, hallelujah for them. 14% of the population is illiterate. 21% of adults read below a fifth grade level. And 19% of high school graduates can't read. I don't know what can't read means. This is coming from proliteracy.org. No, wait, wait, in in what country is that? The United States. Oh, that's pretty... That's pretty bad. Yeah. South Korea literacy rate. Let's see what they say. So 14%. Uh, so South Korea, 0.8% are illiterate, less than 1%. That's good. That's crazy. That's a better number than 19. Hell yeah. So I mean, that. So I learned how to read and write literally. And people think that, first of all, I am smart, but I'm not that smart. And I tell people that I learned how to read and write Korean in two weeks, and it makes them think that I'm really smart. And I'm not. It's just that easy to learn. So I learned Korean in two weeks because my Korean teacher, my boss, my Hagwan boss, my Wanjang Nim, taught me. He would come to my classroom every day after school, teach me the alphabet, teach me how to pronounce words, and taught me how to put words together. And he gave me like little kid elementary uh, reading and writing books, like picture of a bed, and I would write the word bed, and then picture of a cat, and I would write goyangi and all the syllables and all that. Uh, and then I hired a dude, a university student, one of my friend's friends. I paid him like 20 bucks an hour to teach me how to read. And we would read out of a little kid's book. And, and literally in two weeks, I was able to re- read and write at a probably like second grade level. That's how easy that shit is. So then by the time I taught Henry, he already had been in Korea for, I don't know, same amount of time, maybe a month or two, and could speak a lot of Korean. Who was teaching you Korean? 
Korean people, they were all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lived in the middle of nowhere. There was no other foreigners around. Like in Korea, when you live there, they call you a foreigner, right? So we call each other foreigners too. What, what's the name for it? Weigokin? Uh, so we, we, we call each other foreigners, and I didn't know another foreigner for a long time. My only friends were the people I worked with. And then slowly I got introduced to other foreigners. And so we were forced in Jechan to talk to a lot of Korean people, unlike other people's experiences in Korea where they go there and they only talk to people from English-speaking we, countries. We were also forced to talk to a lot of foreigners, quote-unquote. Yeah, because yeah, we were stuck in a situation where there were very few of us, so we hung out. There was a lot of, I, I made a lot of, uh, uh, how, how should I say it, friends out of, uh, because no other choice. <laughs> Geographical convenience. You were like, yeah. yeah, you're like prisoners. You're stuck with these people and they, they're the only ones who speak your language. I genuinely like was like, you know, happy to have friends and like, you know, it was cool to, to meet people and have people to hang out with and talk to. Uh, but, you know, I don't talk to those people today because we don't have that much in common. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it just, you know. I, I had no real good friends. I mean, I did eventually, like you and Gus and Chad, obviously, and uh, other guys too. I was really good friends with like I, Matt and Jeff. But there was a time where I was friends with a few people that I didn't like. They were super annoying. And then I was happy when I met Henry because then we simultaneously were... Not right away. Not right away. But I mean, when we, when we were already friends, when the time came where we were actually friends, we were making fun of the same people. That's what I loved about us, that we both were judging the other people similarly, because we were making fun of them the same way, that we would make each other laugh. And like a sense of humor, like having a, a common sense of humor is I think what really made us friends, aside from all the other shit. Yeah, see, can we say that rather, better, rather than judging? That sounds harsh. <laughs> yes. Because I, I still, like I said, I, really, I, I, I was cool with everybody, except for the people I wasn't cool with. No, we were just making fun of people. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean I don't like you, because I'm making fun of you. You can't, say, you can't use the word judge, man. Your words have power, Albert. All right, I take it back. Okay. Uh, but Anyways. it was fun. I mean, there was people like, remember you when took people a tangent. Were, you, took the, you took a tangent on your I was Because I was thinking about one particular person. Remember that guy, Chris? Taekwondo Chris? Oh, yeah. Remember him? I used to hang out with him, and I didn't like him. And then remember that, uh, that girl, Letty, came to visit me, and then he was trying to bang her. And he said, remember he told you? Didn't you tell me he told you some shit? Oh, he said some shit like, uh, I was like, yo, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, well, no, I didn't say anything about your girlfriend. I said something about, um, uh, a, a, someone whose name I won't say on this podcast, but shout out to her. Um, her boyfriend was my neighbor and like he had, like when I just moved there, he like took me out a bunch and I was like, so I was like, we didn't, we didn't become friends later on, but like. You know, someone takes care of you, you look out for them. So I was like, yo, that's this guy's girlfriend. You know that, right? <clears throat> he said something like all's, some corny, like all's fair and love and war or some shit like that. Like, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, you but told you me that he says something like, we're in another country, so it doesn't count or something yeah, like that. Something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he kept trying to hang out with my girl when I was at work. He kept inviting her places. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, that's kind of fucked up. And then he was kind of like a douchebag already. Like, remember, he'd wear, like, Ed Hardy shirts and Ed Hardy hats, and he just looked like a fucking tool to me. And then he tried to fuck my girl, so then I really didn't like him. And then he joined Taekwondo, and then he wouldn't stop talking about it. And I wanted to choke him out, because he was just, like, a big, goofy dude. 
I, ho I hope I hope he is listening right now because uh, he's on my Facebook <laughs> and I hope he's, he's on mine too. I don't and he, hate the dude. And he, I just think he's and he a flies. Dude. He, he flies. He flies to to uh, Northwest Indiana and puts you in a in a omoplata. <laughs> no, he's a taekwondo guy. He's gonna try to front kick me or side kick me, and I'm gonna hit him with a hammer. That's all that'll happen. <laughs> That's all that'll happen. I dare him, man. I dare him to come out here. That'd be fucking awesome. I dare you, Chris, whatever your last name is. Taekwondo, Chris, I dare Chris, you. Chris, can you do this, please? I dare you. Spread the word, everybody. I challenge Chris. Uh, only because he tried to fuck my girl. But to be honest, she's not my girl anymore, so that's not the reason. Now I just like to fight. I think that's a part of my personality. <laughs> uh, I, I started uh, the wrestling club at my school right now. We'll get to me. Let's get back to the original story. Uh, so anyway, me and Henry lived in this little town. Uh... Forced to, to learn Korean and all that, and eventually I met Henry. I think I met you right away. We just didn't. We weren't friends. I met you. Yeah. I met you like t maybe like a week, maybe two weeks in, two or three. I weeks don't. In. I think it was like two or three days for me. I think you had yeah. already gotten there. Yeah, I I gotten there. I gotten there uh, the <clears throat> very end of February, probably like February twenty sixth or something like that. Yeah, I met you you guys for some reason. <laughs> I don't know who we knew commonly. There was that guy. Uh, there was somebody we knew commonly. What was that little guy that we, we, you guys always used to have order your pizzas? Elliot? Oh, um... Oh... Uh, uh... He was somebody's cousin or friend or something? No. Stop. Just stop talking because he's Okay, gonna I gotta go to the bathroom and I'm taking the recorder with me so we're gonna be recording all this. That's fine. That's not but I'm not gonna be able to hear you, so I'll be right back. So what am I supposed to talk by myself? Just talk to yourself. Okay. His okay. name was his name edit was Ethan. He don't don't edit this out. His name was Ethan. Shout out to Ethan Kim. Uh, he was he he. So the story behind the ordering us pizzas. He used to. <laughs> if you're in another country and you don't speak the language and you want some pizza, what do you do? You ask your friend that speaks your language to order a pizza for you. Uh. Anybody that knows me uh, knows the frequency <laughs> that I eat pizza, and it's, it's higher than your average person. Uh, Six-pack coming soon. But I would, I would ask him a lot, and he just he got so mad. He got so mad at one point and just said, fuck it, and wouldn't order pizza for anybody. I, so it was me. I take the blame. I ruined it for all you guys. Uh, Chad, sorry. Uh, uh, who else was there? Uh, Albert. I, I don't really feel that that bad about Albert. Um, but yeah, anybody that that was part of PizzaGate, two thousand. I'm back. Uh, nine. Uh, I I apologize. What did I miss? You have to listen to it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm jumping back in the story then. So I, I met him right away. I don't, I don't remember how, whatever. We went to go eat pizza together with a bunch of people one day. And you were there with Chad. And I don't know. Remember uh, John the Rapist was there? <laughs> 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 and, uh, no, you have to tell why. That. You, got to, Haley. you can't just skip over that. You can't just... <laughs> we we got to circle back to it. I haven't even you gotten gotta... through the original story. All right. You got to... You gotta tell him. Okay, go ahead. Uh, John Continue. the Rapist thing, like, you guys told me his name was John the Rapist. You tell no. the story. No, because he just, he really, like, was like, he had, like, rapey, 
vibes. You know, like when someone has like rapey no, vibes. No, but that's not why. It was that girl. Who's the the pretty Indian girl? Uh, we're not saying names. Okay, uh, well, there was a pretty Indian girl and a redheaded girl named. I can't say their names. Why not, Haley? You don't say no, their because, names. I'll no, say their names. No, because I'm I'm still cool with people. So what? They're gonna be mad at you for telling a story? No, but like, uh... yeah, that's true. All right, go ahead. They didn't do anything bad in the story. So these girls, right. I met at the same time I met Henry, and I didn't know who was who or who was coupled Stop up. Stop saying with my who. name. And so we were uh, doing just like meeting people at the bar. It was that one bar that we would play darts at. It was. Uh, Rock and roll. Rock. No, it was the one down the street where I was talking to Haley and the other girl. Blue Lion. Blue Lion. I can't remember. It was the place I had like the Elvis statue. Elvis statue. The yeah. one that we would always every day hang out in. Not at Rock and Roll. The other one that we would always go to. And uh, uh, the girl Beer that town. The one that looked like a cat lived there. The girl that looked like a cat. Remember she Beer would always town? do the cat eyes like that. She would have the. Uh, and they would do the fire on the bar. I would hang out there with Jamie a lot. I don't know, bro. Dude, you would, it's not rock and roll. It's the one right down the street. Does it matter for the story? Okay, whatever. No, but I'm surprised that you don't remember. But anyway, so that's what we were talking about. It. And John the Rapist is the story. He, uh, I guess, was messaging them a lot and asking them where they were at. And then he would say things like, uh, uh, I... I walked by blah, 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 and saw you yesterday and was thinking about coming in to say hello. And they were just like telling me that it was creepy to them that he knew where they were at. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to nonchalantly say, I walked by where you were, but what are the chances? They're thinking that he was like following them around and seeing where they were at and hoping for like a creepy invitation. You know what I mean? Like a pity invite. And then they said that they think he's going to follow them home one day and rape them. So that's why they called him John the Rapist. Yeah, he also had super crazy rapey vibes. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was a weird dude. Uh, probably innocently weird, but definitely yeah. a lot of creepy yeah, rapey he didn't, vibes. I don't, think he, I don't think he knew uh, how creepy he was. I, you know, I don't know, man. I hung, I hung out at his apartment like twice because he was friends with Mountain Man, and I was friends with Mountain <laughs> Man. So I hung out with John the Rapist like three times, maybe hung out at his apartment. And he was just like a, to me, I, I, you know, I hang out and went to school with a lot of white dudes He's just like a typical white dude. He's just like bland. He thinks uh, uh, South Park is really, really funny. You know, he likes cartoons and I don't know. He's just like, to me, a normal, like a super normal, regular guy. Just boring. He's just like a boring guy. But he did live on the other side of the world for a while, so he's not as boring as some people. But he got a nickname that most people would not want. What if your name was Albert the Racist, the the Rapist? Yeah, I wouldn't like that. If somebody called me Henry the Rapist, I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. Because Henry the Rapist, Henry the Rapist actually just kind of has kind of like a ring to it. Henry the Rapist. It does. But it's not. It's it's further. It could be. Couldn't be further from the truth. But what if you're the We should the change rape that guy's stopper. name. Can we change his name? John okay, Rapist? what if he's like Creepy he's John? Creepy John. Creepy John. He's Creepy what John if you're... for now. Ah. Okay. Okay, we'll call him Creepy John. Until he now. rapes somebody. Uh, yeah. Hey, In which he case? Rapes, if he's raped somebody, <laughs> he's, John, he's John the Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Nothing you could do. So, uh, John the Rapist was there. <laughs>
I mean, Creepy John. And we were getting pizza, and Chad didn't like me right away. And um, I didn't like you. I didn't know you didn't like me. Chad let me know he didn't like me, like, right away. Chad was pretty more, like, a little more voiceful about it. Uh, I found out you didn't like me when I saw posts on Facebook that you guys all went out, and you guys didn't invite me, and I literally lived across the street. And you guys, oh, and I, you guys were all, I saw that on Facebook because we had met, so then we were Facebook friends, and you guys were all posting about it. So then I just stopped trying to talk to you guys. I just stopped all together. I just started doing well, my own thing. You were, tr- you, were trying to, you were trying to smash my, <laughs> my friend's girlfriend. I didn't know she was your friend's girlfriend. Yeah, you did. I, no, that's fine. I'm not saying that I wasn't, but when I realized <laughs> that she was your friend's girlfriend, then I wasn't trying to smash anymore. I was just trying to make friends. But that's, that's my personality. Uh, when I, charming and flirting for me are a, a gray line. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a phrase. A gray line. <laughs> it's a blurry line. <laughs> gray area. I mixed two concepts. I get what you're trying to say. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, so then I didn't like Henry for that reason, and then when no, I no, but went, I also didn't like it because you know, <laughs> you're uh, you're you're you. Yeah, I mean, like you can I see why like somebody me. might not <laughs> might not like you the first I time. I get it, man. I didn't used to get it, but then I got it. I just remember, like, I had an epiphany one day when this guy told me that I was a dick, and I seriously thought me and him were really good friends. <laughs> uh, I was like, why? And he's like, you're always making fun of me. And I'm like, what? That's what you do with your friends. He's like, you're always talking shit. And I was like, dude, I thought we were friends. That's why I was talking shit. Uh, no, but that's not why I didn't like you. But I'm saying that's my personality. I'm a dick. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm a little, you know, arrogant, overconfident. You know, I get too drunk. All that shit. All the shit that you don't like about somebody. All, <laughs> <laughs> all wrapped into yeah, one. Yeah, all the things that I wouldn't like about somebody. But, I mean, you just got to get to know people like me. That's what I tell anybody. Like, if you think you like me, that means you just haven't known me long enough. So you have to get through the point where you, you know you don't like me, but then you love me. Like, that's where you got to get to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, there, the, it's on the table. We didn't like each other. Yeah, so Henry's the same way. He was so loud and always wanted to be the center of attention and always wanted to be the, the jokester. Wanted to, be, wanted to be the center of attention and, and happening to be the center of attention because you're so lit is two different things. No, they're not two different things. Of you, course they are. You knew what you were doing. I'm, I'm you had done it before. Know, no, I'm sorry that I know how to party better than <laughs> everybody else. Like, yeah, if it was I will crazy. not apologize. I will not apologize for having the most fun. It was crazy how much you would light up a room. It was crazy. It's like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. Uh, that we could, oh, it, thank you. That we could, and I'm saying we did walk around as an entourage at times, but people were happiest to see you for sure. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it was great. It was great because I had my little thing with the comedy that made me have my own confidence. You know, I didn't really need that. So it was great to see that I was a part of a crew where we all had our little thing. You know, we were hanging out with the B boys, naughty in them, but under under scrutiny, they're shy. They're shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naughty less shy for sure, but all the rest of them were shy. Yo, shout out to Naughty yeah. One. Naughty One is the coolest <laughs> motherfucker on the shout planet. Shout out to Naughty One. Shout out to Rivers Crew. Yeah. Uh, yo, <laughs> Naughty is an animal. Yeah, man. Naughty was the shit. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think that 
oh, man, I don't think I could ever live another life where I didn't meet that guy. You know, if, the, if someone gave me an option to live a different life where I'd like say have more shit, but a part of that is that I don't know if I would have ever met you guys, I don't know if I could take that chance. True. <clears throat> it's like just too crazy. Uh, again, so anyway, uh, we, we met each we other. We jumped ahead again. We yeah, we ahead. didn't like we each like. other for whatever reasons. Our personalities sort of clashed. And then, uh, and then I started doing stand-up in Seoul. So then I just left Jechon. I just stopped hanging out in Jechon. I would go and to... And we didn't, even, we didn't even miss him. We didn't even know that this had happened. Yeah, I was gone for probably like nine months. And I started coming back again because I was friends with Gus. Because Gus used to come out and see my shows. And Jamie used to come out and see my shows. And then you and Chad would come out to see some shows. So then that's how I kept a little touch with Jechon. And then I started hanging around there again. I don't remember why. I think because I started being better friends with you. Oh, because I was bringing weed back. That's why. You jumped <laughs> way ahead in the story. Yeah, well, there was a lot in between the story. But I don't know. What were you guys doing in, in those first months in Korea? Just partying? You, you, missed the, you, missed the day, you, missed, you missed the part where uh, uh, we didn't hate each other. Anymore. Yeah, well, that's what eventually happened. So I went out to... So you ruined it by introducing... No, 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 it's not. Don't, don't fuck it up. Okay, so I, I started doing stand-up in Seoul. And really early into my stand-up career, I started talking about smoking weed in the States on stage. And nobody else was doing that. All the other comedians were all like pussies and afraid to tell the truth. And they were literally telling me to not talk about smoking weed on stage because they didn't want to get in trouble. But I did it anyway. And then people after the shows were coming up to me and being like, oh, I miss smoking weed. I love smoking weed. I wish I could smoke weed. And then one day, fucking Rudy Ma, the person who changed my career life, comes up to me after the show and she's like, you want to smoke a joint? And I was like, yeah. And we went out to the little back stairs on the other side of is Rocky Mountain. Is she still there? No, she's at home. She's in... Uh, uh, oh, she's in Korea, but in the country, like in the country, with her parents. You, pro- you probably shouldn't throw out her government like that. What? You're so paranoid. Nobody listens to this podcast that's going to fucking care. <laughs> I just watched Elon Musk smoke a blunt with Joe Rogan, so I can say whatever and, I want. And then they lost like like 15% shares. Good, it's worth it. And something like that. <laughs> I don't even think he inhaled. I don't think he, he gave a shit. Like- yeah, he barely blinked. It- uh, it didn't look like he inhaled. No, man. I watched part of that podcast. So we're going to talk about that later. So anyway, so um, I, I met Rudy. She invites me out back. So at this point, when we went to Korea, I was told by every person that it's impossible to find weed and that it's crazy expensive and that the penalties are so strict that no one's going to offer it to you. I was reading in books. I was reading online how crazy the penalties are, deportation, jails, jails fines, all that stuff. And so I was under the impression, and this is probably literally like six months into Korea or more, like eight months into Korea now. I had been there and not smoked any weed, not met anybody who had smoked any weed, not met anybody who had access to any weed. Uh, and everybody I had talked to told me that they had, didn't have it, couldn't find it, don't know where I could possibly get it. And then one day this little Asian girl comes up to me and offers it to me. So I smoke with her. And then later that night, I'm in a hotel, a, a high rise, top floor suite, Giant, beautiful view over Seoul, smoking blunt after blunt after blunt with these people, with like probably 10 people. Uh, Two of them I had met before because they had come to comedy shows, but they weren't comedians. And then Rudy and then this other girl and this other girl I had met at comedy shows. Uh, So then my whole life in Korea changed. They had bags of weed. They had like Ziploc bags, like big ass freezer bags full of weed. Uh, It was crazy. 
And then uh, I brought some of that back with me to Chechon. Because in the times that me and Henry had hung out and gotten drunk together, we had talked about smoking weed. And Henry had pretty much told me that everybody in Canada smokes weed. So I was just like... Not everybody, but... It's not so like frowned upon. It's not such a social stigma yeah. like it is in the States. It's going to be legal in... What day is it today? It's going to be legal in three weeks. Yeah, so at that point, Canada was just a little bit ahead of the States where people didn't see smoking weed as a bad thing. You know, so you could talk about it with a Canadian and they're not going to think you're some druggie. Like some Americans might that are super conservative or whatever, right-wingers. Religious, I don't know what. Actually, I don't know. We have those people here too. Don't get it twisted. Ah, sure, I'm just sure. probably not, not as many, I don't think. Well, whatever. So anyway, uh, then... Uh, By the way, your country is fucked, but go ahead. This is true. Uh, so I bring some back, not even a lot, because it's super expensive. It was like $100 a gram, okay? So I brought back just some for me, because of course I'm not, $100 a gram is crazy expensive. We all know that. So I was uh, bringing back just some for me, and of course I didn't even want to share it, because it's so fucking expensive. I was just having fucking a great time. During that time where I was like high, alone, in Jechan, that was great. I would go on these long walks. I would fucking, man, I would go on these long ass walks. Just these long walks. It was great. And just listen to music and be fucking high out of my, and being the only person high. That was the thing that used to fuck up my, my like, in the perception. whole city. Right. I was like, man, I'm the only one high right now. That's crazy. And then one day I'm getting drunk with Henry and still at this point, we're not friends. We don't. I still don't really like him, but I want to be friends with him because he's friends with everybody else. We weren't getting drunk. I sh- you, were at- you were getting drunk, I think, by yourself. Sure. Or I was getting drunk by myself. We then- weren't together. We just happened to talk because no. we would play darts. No, I mean that day. I right. remember, I think, I think I was just there by myself, and then you just showed up, and you just sat beside me at the bar. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> Something I used like to that. drink just- alone. People. I went up to talk to I you, but I didn't go up to offer you weed. That just happened. We were listening to a song, and they were talking about weed, and I just happened to have weed on me. And I was like, or in my apartment, and like I said, I lived right across the street. And I just threw it out there. You want to go smoke some weed? And he said yes. That's how I pulled my bitch. He's like, <laughs> offer some drugs. So then I started, we walk, started walking back, and I live across the street from this bar rock and roll that we hung out at all the time. We hung out there, I don't know, at one point it was like five days a week hanging out there. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And at most, at least two or three days a week, at the least, I'm saying. And we, talk, we took some years off our life in that place. Yeah. And uh, I'm walking them back, and there's this little alley between buildings to get to my door on the side of my apartment building. And literally, we're crossing through the alley, and Henry stops me. Looks me dead in the eye and he said, you better actually have some weed at this apartment. <laughs> I was dead serious. I was going to punch you straight in the chest. I was like, like gonna, dude, what did you yeah. think we're going to do when we get there? You think I'm just, <laughs> you think I'm going to try to rape you or what? What did you think was going to happen? You did hang out with John the Rapist. <laughs> creepy John. Yeah. Oh, Creepy John, Creepy John. My bad. For real. What did you think might happen? What was going through your mind? I don't know. I just thought that you would just get me, like, because remember, like, I didn't like you, and I didn't know you that well, right? You weren't around. So I thought that you could be, like, how many weirdos did you meet? A lot of weirdos, yes. So there's, so you got to understand that, 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 for those of you who don't know, I, I consider myself an outcast. There's a lot of outcasts and, like, you know, like misfits that go to Korea. Some are a little bit, you know, further uh further gone if uh, for lack of a better word than right. others so you meet a lot of 
you know, out there people. So I thought that Albert might be just another one of those out there people, uh, and I might have to get physical. <laughs> He's smaller than me, so I was I wasn't worried, but I just thought like he might just be, you know, just get just get weird on me. And I'm pretty sure we smoked what aluminum foil bowl. Yeah, what else? Or an apple? Maybe it was an apple or something like that. I don't think it was. A, I think we 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 made like. Oh, a maybe mix. we made a oh, bong. No. no, you know what it was? Huh. It was uh, it was uh, a toilet paper roll. Oh yeah, that's cool. Toilet paper roll. Yeah, with the aluminum foil. Yeah, we had to get pretty MacGyvery and with shit in Korea, but it was fun, man. We made all kinds of little fuck gravity bongs and water bongs and all types of shit. It was fun. Water bottle bongs. Uh, but that's how that's that's the day that Albert won me over. Yeah, so we smoked some weed, and then we went back to the bar, and we had a good time. We were friends ever since, and then the rest is history. Here we are, 2018. Uh, God bless marijuana. It did. It brought us together. It's brought me together with many, many people over the years. Yeah, me too, man. That's why I tell everybody. That's how I made friends in L.A. That's how I made friends in Chicago. That's how I made friends in Korea, Thailand. And I'm not talking about bullshit friends. I'm talking about real friends, not like drinking buddies. Drinking buddies is one thing. People you can fucking get high with and talk is a different thing. Um, but it's not everybody. Some people, like, you know, they shouldn't smoke weed. I definitely agree with that. There's some people that should yeah, not absolutely. smoke weed. Absolutely. I learned that too many times. Like, man, why the fuck are you even bothering doing drugs or alcohol? You can't handle it. It's weirdos. But we had some good experiences, man. The, the history goes on and on. We could talk about just our history the whole podcast. That should be its own yeah. TV show. All right, coming up, coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, Albert and Henry. Mm-hmm. The, the early years. Yeah, <laughs> chapter one. Henry and Albert don't like each other. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Like the story jumps so far from there because we were both living in the same town, and then you moved to uh, where Chengju. Yep. And what, you were in Jechon one year exactly? Isn't this podcast about pets? You're, you are my pet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how to, I don't know uh, how to take that. No, I'd say if anything, it's the other way around. That's what I was thinking about during my bathroom break. I'm like, if I had to describe Henry in one word, it'd be like a big brother. Because there were so many times where I was doing dumb shit, and Henry is my only voice of reason. And I didn't want to hear it, but... I would listen, and then later I'd be like, oh, shit, Henry was right. So then that just means later on I was more likely to take his advice, and I'm glad that I did. Well, I mean, a lot of the time you were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of, like, 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 uh, uh, like you know, you, the, your friend that takes care of you when you're drunk? Yeah. Whereas it wasn't so much that I had to take care of you because you could function. It was more like to make sure you didn't get into any shit. Yeah, any trouble. And I got into too much trouble in Korea. I got in more trouble than most other people. Yeah, which caused me a lot of stress trying to get you out of trouble. Yeah, I think, you know, I hung out with people that got in a lot of trouble. So, you know. Remember when I, remember when I almost fought you? Because you wanted to fight that other guy? And I do he remember. he really wanted to fight you? And yeah, you... he tried to hit me with an umbrella. I was pissed. Yeah, but I took the umbrella from him. Yeah, but I, I was still mad. Him. I calmed him down, and then you were you weren't having it, and you wanted to, you just definitely you really wanted to fight him, and it was it made me so. You know what? I know you that got was, so mad. That was the that was the that was the the soju Red Bull. Yeah, remember the soju that Red Bull first, era. 
That was the first one. Yeah, I remember it was outside of that club. Was that club? That down? It was in the park. It was, it was in, in the, the park. park remember, we tried to go to the club, but they didn't have ID. So then we hit. Yeah, then the girls we started, didn't have ID. So then we had to drink in the park, which is normal yeah, at drink. Korea. Don't don't make it sound like that's not fun. No, drinking yeah, in the park is fun. the best. It was just the fact that we had never. I had never before that time had a, a thought to because soju itself is such an epic ride mm-hmm. when you drink it. Like it's not even. You're not drunk. You're like. You're drunk and high. It's so crazy. And then to add a Red Bull to that. You're going insane. on a ride. Yeah. Yeah. You're going so on a wild it, ride. It, naked. In hindsight, in hindsight, you really wanted to fight Eric. I made a lot of sense. Yeah. That, I mean, that was my fighting phase of my life. And it was definitely alcohol-fueled. But it was also because I uh, just got... Well, hanging out with Naughty and them didn't help. They would get me all riled up. And then just to see that like most people don't really want to fight. So when people start talking shit, it's like, man, let's see who's let's see who's really about it. That was the I got to a point in Korea where I was just like tired of all these phonies trying to be somebody that they're not. You know, that's what I, I learned that in Korea so fast. Like so many people like you said these misfits come out to Korea and try to be somebody new. They try to reinvent themselves. But in reality, if you're the type of person that went to college and then had some sort of social anxiety or social problems that you wanted to get out of your element and try new, a lot of those people was because they weren't cool. They couldn't make friends. They couldn't get girlfriends. They didn't like anybody. Nobody liked them. So they went to go start all over. That wasn't my problem. I was popular. I have a great family. I was able to get girls. I had hot girlfriends. I went to Korea because I was bored. I went just strictly to get away from the relationship I had just gotten out of with Diana, coincidentally my now fiance. Uh, and to travel, and to travel. So, I mean, my motivation wasn't to be somebody new. It was literally just to get away from home. I just needed to get away from home because home was stressful. Uh, So when I got to Korea and I met all these people who were pretending to be people they weren't, and you could call them on it so fast, especially if you have a personality like mine where I'm an analytical talker. Like I'm talking and I'm reading how you're interpreting what I say and I'm judging your intelligence and then I listen to what you say and I'm judging your intelligence and then I start manipulating you depending on your level. That's just how I operate. You sound like a Marvel villain. I am like that. But I use my powers for good. That's how I'm a good teacher in these ghetto schools because the kids think that I'm not paying attention but I pay attention to everything and that's how I'm a good comedian too. I can literally watch the crowd's reaction as I'm talking and I know which direction to go in. Like if I'm saying this and they're reacting like this, then I gotta go this way. If I'm saying this and they're reacting like that, I gotta go that way. So, and I can see it, feel it, hear it because I've done comedy for so long, I can just like tell. I can tell when they're reacting like this, they're gonna laugh at this. When they're reacting like this, they're gonna laugh at like that. And I'm like, all right, so I gotta put all that together and I do that in conversation when I'm talking to somebody. So anyway, that's why I wanted to fight all the time because I was always looking at, <laughs> I was always like mad at people for being phony, except for that guy who tried to hit me with the umbrella was not phony. He wanted to fight me too. And then that gets me riled oh, yeah. up. Absolutely. I fought a lot of Korean dudes. Like of all the people that I fought in Korea, the Koreans that you would think are the most docile, it wasn't the Americans, Canadians, Irish, blah, blah, blah. I, I had, I got into fight with those guys too, but I got a lot more fights with Korean guys. Korean How many fights do you think that you got into in Korea? I don't know, maybe like seven or eight or ten, something like that. In a, in four years. Yeah. Too many. That's a, Too many. That's a lot. That's a lot for an adult. It I is think, a lot. I think if you're getting into more than more than two fights a decade, <laughs> something's wrong. Af, after after you're like after you're you know 
15, 16, then you know, what are you doing? What you, there's something know, there's something it, there's something going on. Like you need your heart is is hurting. Well, I hate. Those, I live in I a go, family you know of dudes that fight a lot. So I think it's part of like our wrestling thing too. Like that's what gravitated maybe my family to wrestling. Uh, I think that I enjoy it. I enjoy the feeling of fighting another dude. It makes me feel hyped. That's why I like UFC. That's why I like wrestling. I like that feeling. Like one-on-one, me versus you, let's see what happens. Just don't kill me, please. Yeah, but that might happen. Yeah, I know. And that's why I regret it and I don't do it anymore. I don't want to get hurt. I, you know, people the thing that crazy. happened people is that I would get hurt and then it would be hard for me to work. And that's what I learned. Like, dude, I'm too old. I got to work. Yeah, I need can't, money. You can't sh- How many times did you show up to work with a black eye? Dude, black eyes, busted lips, broken arms, broken wrists, broken thumbs, uh, a bunch of times. At least five days of work I had to call off because of the fight I got into the night before and because I was drunk. Because I was too drunk. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Sigmund Freud. Yes, I know. I made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, I, I don't regret it. I do wish that I would have been more wise with my money. So that's the alcohol portion. Like, I shouldn't have spent so much money on alcohol. But we are having a good time, man. We are having a good time. It was unique. I was young. YOLO. Go fuck yourself. I bet most people wish they would have done shit like that. But survive, like I did, lucky enough to survive. So then, I mean, I would say the next chapter, okay, so we were in Jechan, you were in Wanju, we would visit each other. No, you were in Chengju, we would visit each other from time to time. I maybe saw you like two or three times when you were in Chengju. Not that much. You came out to see... What are you talking about? What? I used to come to Seoul all the time. Oh, okay, so I used to see you in Seoul, but I only went to Chengju like two or three yeah, times. Yeah, you, you came to Chengju two or three times. Yeah. After, after you got me uh, that first hit... Uh, oh, yeah, your, we stayed in, like, together. In like eight months, uh, you were my best friend. Yeah. You bought my friendship at that point. It wasn't yeah. solidified, but you bought it for a minute. I'll take it. So then uh, we stepped, kept in touch, and we would have a good time, and then I introduced Henry to uh, the people in Seoul What after I left and came back. So that was 2010 or 11. Because I left and went home for like two months. Remember? Two full months in 2010? Yeah. yeah. In the summer of 2010, were, between leaving Jechon. You were doing construction or something. I was doing right? roofing. Yeah, that's what it was. So I, between uh, this job in Jechon and the first job in Ilsan, when I moved to uh, Ilsan and I was teaching up there, Mapogu, and you were still in Jongju, and uh, I lived in that apartment. I don't remember you ever coming to see me there. When I lived Which by uh, Lake Park, it was in Ilsan, like right before Ilsan. So it was Mapo. So it was like four stops before Ilsan, but that four stops was like an hour and a half. Because the, the stops start to stretch out right after where I lived. So I was on the edge of Seoul, Ilsan. The fucking west. Not Ilsan. Yeah. yeah. Like right before the I, airport. I remember you coming yeah. out there, but I don't remember I did. when. Or what we did. I, and, I st- and I stayed there one time. I don't remember. Like you were, you were gone somewhere and I stayed there because I had to fly out the next day. Maybe. I just remember I lived right by this dome that had all these arcades, video games, and shopping. Yeah, and you had a show, you had a show out near there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where you met That's blah, when blah, I blah. met Mira. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, um... You can say her name, Mira Kim. Shout out to her. Mira Kim. She was hot. She was, she was hot. She was awesome. She came... Henry, so Henry gets to thank me for his romance of his lifetime. Well, so far, anyway. 
at that time. I don't know if I would say it's a romance of my lifetime, but she was she was super hot, and we got we got along really well. But I couldn't marry her because I couldn't live in Korea forever. No, I don't want to be one of those guys. Uh, maybe I could, maybe because I see like some of my friends that are still out there, and I'm just like, eh, it doesn't look so bad. But anyway, I'm too I'm too close with my family. I can't I couldn't be away from, yeah, my, from I guess, my family like that. I guess it looks good for them, but it's obviously it wasn't good for me because I didn't do it. It depends on yeah, it depends on your situation. If yeah. you don't have like if you have nothing at home, why not? Go yeah, ahead. all these guys that are still yeah. out there, you, most of them are married to Korean girls, so that's why yeah. that's why they're there, not because they really want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, uh, I think it's I didn't. I know I know a lot of those guys who don't look they don't seem too happy. I know some that are super happy, mm-hmm. but there's definitely guys that feel like oh, yeah. stuck there. Like oh, they yeah. have a kid, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they got to they got to stay cuz you got a kid. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh man, so lucky that it didn't happen to us. Um So, then uh what? So then you moved to Seoul what year? 2 that wait, 2009, 10, 11, 12. And you were in Gangnam, right? What was the name of your stop? In Gang- Gangnam, yeah. Songtang or something? What was it? Oh, the the, the subway stop yeah. was Solong. Solong. See, I remember a lot of shit. Solong. And I lived in, at that time, then I lived in, uh, uh, what was the name of that area? Hanam. Hanamdong, yeah. Hanamdong right by Itaewon. So I lived in like the dope location, but in a little, little, little apartment. Uh, but it was fine. I really liked it. I could walk to Itaewon. The messiest apartment you've ever seen, ladies and gentlemen. I lived in two different places. I lived in the little apartment, and then I moved into the bigger apartment because I stayed there for a whole year. Yeah, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember that. The one was really small and messy, mm-hmm. and the other one was bigger and messy. Shut up. <laughs> I don't barely remember, to be honest. No, you know what? You know what the crazy thing was? Like, it's not that... Guys, it's not that Albert is a like, super crazy, messy person. It's that Albert will clean his house... And then go out and drink three times more than you're supposed to. <laughs> and then come home and destroy his home at 4, 4, 5, 6, 7 a.m. That is why Albert used to have a messy apartment back then. He's not super dirty. No, I'm not dirty. <laughs> I'm a, messy. He's just a hurricane. Yeah, I'll definitely wash my dishes, but then like never make my bed and leave all my clothes all over the place. But I don't know. I don't do that so much anymore, but I still do it. I try not to, but it happens. Well, you, you do black, you don't black out drunk? Yeah, that's probably no, that, not. Like, Le- that less often. A different le- there's a different level of drinking um, that, that we were going through at that time. Like, if you, you know, the older you get, you, you, you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, I was wilding back then. But we were, we were wilding. Yeah, like, we were taking it to the next level. Like, we were, like we were drinking all, like... All day, all night. You guys for several several days in the week. If you guys could like, imagine the lifestyle in Korea, though, like that that um, what's the name of the place that, that you drink outside with all the clubs, where we were drinking the soju rebels, Family Bart. No, no, no. Club no. Family Bart. The 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 city with the university. Sorry, what? The place that had the school where we'd all go drink at, where we were drinking the Red Bull vodkas the first time, or the soju vodkas. Oh. I mean. Hongdae. Hongdae, yeah. Hongdae is where everybody would go party. It was a university city, a university town. So it was all these young people and restaurants and clubs. And that's where you would go if you wanted to fucking party. And that's where you could party all night long. And that's where I got my first taste of the Korean nightlife. Not like Itaewon. Itaewon's like a bar town. Hongdae is a club town. But you don't have to go to clubs. You can go to a bar. And it still has the club atmosphere. You could be outside. That was your, 
that was definitely not your first time understanding like extreme drinking. No, I'm not talking about drinking. I'm talking about partying. Like I'm talking about okay. partying, not just drinking. Because we were drinking Jetchon. We would drink our fucking asses off. We would yeah, drink like rock stars. I was at, we went, it wasn't new. Like, we went, we went to, I, went, I remember going to Hongdae like my first weekend yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I was, I was going to Hongdae by myself because somebody had told me about it and like having a fucking blast. I was having a blast. I would go to like the, the foreigner clubs in Hongdae and just meet fucking white girls and just dance with them all night long. Uh, and I had a great time. I had a fucking awesome time. And I would go by myself. I was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Weirdos for life. Yeah. Uh, and I would stay in little love motels and just party my face off. Uh, I think I would always have like a friend of a friend. Like one of my Hagwan teachers had a friend in Seoul who spoke English and they set me up to go hang out with her. Uh, and mm-hmm. shit like that would happen. And I would like get bounced around between Korean friends who spoke English. Uh, and that taught me a lot of Korean too. And then I just met people through that and... Bounced around some more. I ran into a girl at a club that I had met on the airplane on the way over to Korea. Her name was, um, uh, fuck, it's escaping me. But I met her on the airplane on the way to Korea and then later on randomly saw her at a club in Hongdae. And then me and her became really good friends. And uh, anyway, so the, the introduction to that party life, I'm just telling people that, that's never been to Korea and listening to the podcast. It's not like anything I've ever seen in my life where you are culturally accepted to be a full-blown raging alcoholic. So then you add a party city to that, like Seoul can be with places like Hongdae and Itaewon and, and Gangnam, and you have a lot of fucking opportunity to, ha- to, to drink your fucking face off and get way too drunk with it because they accept it. You go to work, everybody's hungover. They have all this hangover food that's delicious. And then they have all these hangover cures, pills, fucking drinks and vitamins and all this stuff. And then they have nap rooms at work for the bosses and the Korean men that are hungover. Because there's no drugs, everybody just fucking drinks. That's my, that's my interpretation. There's, it's really hard to get drugs, it's really dangerous and expensive. So everybody just drinks because alcohol is dirt cheap. A bottle of soju costs a dollar, and you can get like three to five people drunk. Nobody can ever tell me that soju is not a drug. <laughs> <laughs> soju is not, and it's not like, it's not alcohol. It's something else, bro. Yeah. Oh shit. We gotta do a lot more of these podcasts because we, we should do like chapter one, chapter two, Henry, Albert. We should do that. I think that's a great idea. That should be my other podcast because uh, uh, I gotta go soon. I gotta go because I thought we were gonna start recording an hour and a half earlier. So I gotta leave here at 11. So it's in a half hour. You said, eight, you said 8 o'clock. I said 12 hours from now. No, you said 8 o'clock. I asked you what time. I said, said 8 my eight. time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Now we're yeah, wasting more so- time. Eight, your time is ten, my time. So we have 20 more minutes to wrap up this story. Where do we want to end it? Whoa, what story are we wrapping up? I don't uh, know. You, you, we didn't get to anything. No. You were like, let me tell you about I'm how gonna we keep, met. Well, and, I like and this. And then you start talking for an hour. I like this. I need this in my life. Because one day I'm going to be old and I'm going to forget little details about Creepy John and Chris, Taekwondo Chris. Taekwondo Chris, I will pay for ten percent of your flight from England if you go to Northwest Indiana he's and England. whoop Albert's motherfucking ass. That's right, he's British. Yeah, all you fucking Korean friends or mutual friends, whatever, fucking share, post, promote it, hashtag Albert versus Chris. L A versus C. A V C. I'm down. 
He probably outweighs me by a good eighty pounds. Nobody would ever, no would ever, nobody would ever use that as a promotional. We'll just use their first initials. That's stupid. Uh, okay, fuck you. I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, uh, okay, so so now uh, we're in Seoul. He lives in Gangnam. I live in Hanamdong, and we're hanging out. And this is when you. What is that behind you? It's a dog. <laughs> What dog is that? It's Diana's parents' dogs. We're dog sitting. Why does it look like that? It's a, I don't know. Let's talk about an animal. Can we do that? This is Gizmo. Gizmo's like a Chihuahua Pomeranian. Yo, yo, shout out to that guy on your your earlier post that actually had a question about his lizards and oh, yeah. how to, how to make sure tissues don't get in the folds of their. Do you know that guy? Their skin. I don't know, but he had some real questions. I thought about I thought him. you knew him. I thought it was like a friend of yours, and it was just like a joke. That's a friend of yours. No, I don't know who he is. <laughs> well, he, he commented on your post. All right, well, let's find out what he uh, said. We, you want to answer questions from the internet? I think that's a good idea for uh, people that actually listen to this podcast. Yeah. Let's see. So the podcast asks if anybody has any pet questions, like always. So T. William McHuckleberry, which can't that's be a guy. real name, <laughs> asks on Facebook, my pet question is, what can I do to prevent large reptiles like iguanas, tegus, and monitors from getting infections from carpet fibers that lodge in their scales? So I'm picturing that he has some sort of large reptile that's crawling on his carpet, and these carpet fibers are getting caught between the scales and causing infections. Uh, I don't know. I would have to say don't let your iguana crawl on the carpet. Hardwood floors. Yeah, get hardwood floors or put them on a mat, lay down a tarp. Other than that... Check your iguana if you can and get some like tweezers and pluck those things out. I'm not sure how bad the infections are with a skin infection under a scale or how difficult that is to fix. Uh, I don't work with reptiles or uh, exotic pets like that very often. Uh, again, I'm a technician, not a doctor. If you want some real advice, go to an exotic veterinarian. I don't, I don't understand know. people who want reptiles as pets. Um, I know I that know. they're animals and they have like feelings and stuff don't don't at me uh reptile lovers all i'm saying is i don't i don't get it like i don't want to hug something like that well i've met people that are really good well okay it's like any other pet i think that it's like a snake i don't want to yeah. pet a snake and I don't what want is your pet doing be... for you it's just sitting there yeah it's just it doesn't give a fuck about you i'm pretty sure you like maybe it knows that you feed it but like it really just wants to be out there killing stuff. Being a snake. Yeah. But I feel the and same way with dogs. I think that, yes, we've domesticated no, the, the dogs, shit out of dogs, no, so they want to yeah, be around dogs us. Are, dogs, would be, dogs would be fucked if we just leave them, you know, in the jungle. Like more, yeah, okay, like fine. 90% of them would die. We like, fine. We, now we have to take care of them. Fine. Okay, so I think that most dogs will want to be with people. But I still think that if you gave it, say you just leave your door open. Eventually, any dog's gonna wander out there, and if you just leave that door open, you never close it, and they learn they can go back and forth, back and forth, in and out, in and out. That I think a majority of dogs will one day leave and never come back. Because yeah, they're gonna die, cool. they're gonna get hit by cars, they're gonna eat something poisonous, or they're gonna find another place that they prefer to live, or they're just gonna run around with other packs of dogs. Uh, they're gonna evolve the opposite way. Right now, we have them evolved where they wanna be inside. But eventually, if we just left our doors open, they would evolve back to rather being outside because there's more reward for them outside than inside. But if you leave your door open, people will rob you. Yeah, I get it. It's not a plausible scenario, but that's just my opinion. 
right, next question. Okay, uh, so me and Henry have been friends. Okay, so it, we're past that. Let's just move on to something else. And the internet, oh, that guy, that's his question. And then he was asking about yeah. crude ratio. It was, he said some joke. He has to be a comedian. His name is T. William Huckle, Huckleberry, Mick Huckleberry. I'm pretty sure this is Todd, uh, this guy that I do shows with here in Crown Point. He says, I need to know what the ratio of crude proteins to vegetable matter should be in the frozen fish meal I need to feed to my South American angelfish and discuss. Okay, I have no idea. Good luck with that, T. William South American, the, so- the South American angelfish or the Central American angelfish? South American, not to be okay. confused with the East so or the, West American. The Central American angelfish, uh, they, pre- they, prefer, they prefer like a... Like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a taco, uh, taco kind of, kind of food. Whereas the South the taco American, kind of food. So you're just saying something wrapped in a tortilla. Yeah. Uh huh. Your, your tortilla needs to be your carbohydrate. Well, it has to be a frozen fish meal. So that would have to be a fish taco or possibly a shrimp taco. Yeah, there you go. Fish taco. So fish taco is for the Central American angelfish. Okay. Uh, for the South American angelfish, maybe, I don't know. Um, How about we bring back tr- some of those plantains? Those platanos? Yeah, yeah some platanos. Whoa. But that's, that's, your carb, that's your carb. Yeah, we need a but crude protein and a vegetable matter. Crude, crude protein, okay. So maybe... Um, the Brazilians like steak. Maybe just give them a okay, burger. there you go. Yeah, just give them a hamburger. There you go. McDonald's you it go. up. McDonald's for the South American. You know, you have... I like eating McDonald's in different countries. Yeah, me too. I've talked to see about which that. country has the best. The best country is actually Thailand. It's crazy. Oh, I was gonna say that. That's fucking crazy. Thailand, Thailand has the best McDonald's. Like their their burgers taste like a proper like. That's made crazy, man. I've eaten McDonald's in a lot of countries, and I was just about to say my favorite was in Thailand, but I wasn't Any, sure. Anybody that's been to Thailand knows, uh, and it it comes in key with you know the crazy partying mm-hmm. that happens there. So when you get that McDonald's, even it when you're even the in the daytime, when you're not drunk, mm-hmm. it's good. I ate McDonald's yeah. as a hangover food one day in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And like a legit what? cheeseburger. And my stomach hurt from partying and I was still eating that McDonald's and my stomach hurt more, but I didn't care. It felt good. Well, no, I used to do that all the time in Korea because McDonald's delivers. Oh, that's right. McDonald's delivers in Korea for all you people out here who... I don't understand why we don't have it here in America. Because I gained, I think, 40 pounds um, <laughs> from drinking all the time and then eating, not getting out of my bed and having somebody deliver McDonald's to my house. <laughs> Because when you're del- when you're hungover and you don't you don't want to cook anymore and McDonald's is on delivery, you're not getting a combo. No, you're gonna get like four or five you, things, so you don't have yeah, to do. It. So you don't have to bur- call them back later. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a few burgers. You don't getting- want to pay so for then, the uh, delivery fee twice. Yeah, they're th- they're the guys on the on the phone taking the order, thinking it's, you're ordering for two or three people. <laughs> but then it gets to your house, and then because you have more than a, one meal, you end up eating more than one meal, mm-hmm. and then. You get fat. Mm-hmm. Man, it was... The food in Korea... Man, I, I always have to go back to telling people... If it wasn't for the food in Korea, the accessibility, the prices, and how delicious their natural or their native cuisine is, I would never have stayed so long. Never. Yeah, the food is really good. Korean food is, is definitely amazing. Because Thailand, I didn't like the food as much. Thailand, I would eat a lot of Indian food. I would eat that uh, Pakistani food and that Israeli food. And then I would eat some Thai food. Like green curry chicken and pad thai, of course. Some other curries. Uh, Masaman curry. That was the one I liked. 
Yeah, so I would eat a lot of curries, but I think though that's Indian too, isn't it? Masaman? How's how's pizza? How's the pizza in Thailand? I never had pizza when I was there. I'm pretty I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it was garbage. I don't remember eating a lot of it. And I love pizza, so that must mean something. I would eat those chicken remember... sandwiches. What were those called? Chicken sandwiches. Remember we'd eat them on the beach in Thailand like a, the it was like a chicken patty. Oh, you're talking about a schnitzel sandwich? Schnitzel sandwiches. Yeah. Ooh, those are good. Chicken schnitzel. That's nothing like a patty. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I just about? couldn't remember. It's a chicken cutlet. Yeah, that's what it is. Chicken cutlet. Yeah, man. It's so good. And then those uh, Nutella and banana crepes that they would make on the side of the road. You ever have those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those are fire. And then that little market. Remember the market on the mainland way far from where you were always at? They would have some... No, because I moved out near there. Oh, yeah, when you were by the animal hospital. When I lived in the in the in the house. Yeah, you would go, man. I forgot. And how Albert, close you and were. Albert, and Albert ruined the friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, it ruined everything. <laughs> you were mad at me for falling asleep. No, I wasn't mad at you for falling asleep. Yeah, you were. No, that that's definitely not what it was. I fell asleep, and you were mad at me. That's what I remember. And so, so it made you trip out like that and apologize for ruining everything? Yeah, because you told me that I couldn't come over anymore. <laughs> no, that's definitely not You told not me you didn't want to write with me anymore, that you didn't want to work with me anymore, and that... You... Because, because for like a week straight, every day you would come home, and you would come over and be like, I don't want to work, and then you would sleep in my bed. All right, well, I had to work. We would party all night, and then I would go to work in the morning, and then you'd be mad at me for being tired. Because we were supposed to write. Yes, but I had a job. But you said, okay, we'll write. All right, but I'm also Don't, hoping that you, you would understand and be my friend and be like, all right, I get it. Not be like, I'm not working with you anymore. Yeah, well, there was, there was, there was definitely uh, drugs involved. There was drugs involved. Uh, the beautiful, beautiful drugs, though. Don't blame the drugs. Don't badmouth the drugs. Everybody, somebody I was talking to, they're like, oh, you lived on an island in Thailand? Did you do a lot of Molly and ecstasy? And... Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Really? I remember the conversation. I expect. I think that they expected me to be like discreet, where I'd be like, you know, I did a little. No, we were doing mushrooms, Molly, fucking smoking joints, so dirt, dirt weed all the time. It wasn't dirt. It was just compared to sex. what I smoke now. It was fucking dirt. Yeah. No, okay, but it, but still, the quantities that we yeah. uh, we had... We I would get a brick of weed, which is probably an ounce or more, for $4. Compared to the $100 a gram I was spending in... No, it was like $40 for the ounce. It was like $40, I remember, because it was like a, a 1,500 baht, and, a baht, and 1,000 baht is like 30 bucks. So it was like 45 bucks. 45 bucks for a brick of weed. Remember we'd cram it into that little lug nut and we'd smoke the shit out of that? It probably was terrible for our lungs. That's yeah, just metal. Yeah, but you burn metal over and over again. Now you're smoking that burnt metal. I guess. I mean, whatever. We did it. It's over. Um, I made a lot of friends like that too at those little rave moon, new moon, black moon parties. I'd be the only dude with weed. I had a fucking party in Thailand. People would be so happy to meet me. Because these kids, House? these kids would come to these those beach parties where there there's no weed there. You had to get it from a dude. You know what I mean? They would come to these parties 
uh, like on the full moon party on the beach or the black moon party or the jungle party. Uh, and they were, there was no weed there. You could get Molly and you could get ecstasy and you could get balloons. You can get drunk. But where was the weed? I know. There's always just, you just ask the guy, just ask the guy riding a motorcycle. If you see somebody riding a motorcycle in those parts of the country, uh, in those countries where like everybody's on a, a scooter. Yeah. If you see somebody on a motorcycle. That guy's got loot. He's got loot. So he, he, he'll go get you some weed. That's where we got it in Mexico. This guy on a motorcycle, me and my brother, when we went to Cancun. But he came up to us. Marijuana, marijuana. <clears throat> Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, every, they, they're, like, offering it to you. Not in Thailand, though. The other, besides, all the times that I got weed in Thailand, I had to, like, ask somebody where I could get it and then go find that guy. Somebody would tell me, go over here, go do that, and then I'll do that. Remember we were getting, the first time I went to Thailand in 2010, right before I went back to the States, I was going up the mountain on the full moon beach, Hadrin. I was going all the way up the mountain. There was a dude up there with joints and mushroom shakes. And he was real cool. I went up there so many times, he started giving me free joints. Like, I, he would give me a buy one, get one free. I remember those shakes. They were disgusting. Yeah, they would make me want to throw up. You're crazy. You drank them so many. You did it eight days in a row one time, I remember. I was mad at you. Because that's the day you fainted. Did I do eight days? Yeah, and you fainted and I was mad at you. Because I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? Because I, I would find you in the sand and you look like you're about to die sometimes. You'd be like so <laughs> out of it. What are you talking about? You would just look so like sick. That's how you would look sometimes because you were so deep and you would just be there like, you know, doing your hands in the sand, like making sand angels or just playing with piles of sand by yourself in the same spot. And I would just be like, dude, you're going to like get washed away one day. And you're not even going to notice. <laughs> we didn't. But you did a meet a lot of people like that. I would just come down there and you would have new friends. And yeah, people would just come and they'd be like, hey, bro, you okay? Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm actually and best then, ever. And then my best life. And they would come and they would sit with me and then I would make, I made lots of, like people came to me a lot. All right. Well, I got to start wrapping up because I got to take a shower. So did you listen to Elon Musk and Joe Rogan at all? I did not. Okay. So I listened to it. So I just want to get this on record that I listened to this today. It was recorded on Thursday. So it's two days ago. And Elon Musk is saying that he has come so far with AI, artificial intelligence, that he saw it to be a future danger to the population of man, and he stopped uh, advancing his AI and actively started petitioning against the advancement of AI because from his research and studies, he said it's an inevitability that AI is going to exist, that it's going to take over, and it's going to kill a lot of people. He said it's an inevitability. So he went to the government. He said he had meetings with Obama telling them, stop advancing AI because of the rate it's going. It's eventually going to take over. It's going to see us as a threat and it's going to kill us. Just like Skynet and Terminator fucking 2. It's fucking going to happen. So What about Terminator 1? Well, nobody cares about 1985 Terminator 1. But yes, it's Terminator, <laughs> Terminator 1, 2, 3, 7, all of them. Okay, so... Uh, Elon Musk says, so now what he's doing, so he compared it to this. He said in the beginning of the car industry, they saw how many people were dying in car accidents and the safety people developed seatbelts and the car companies fought it for years successfully. Even though the data showed that thousands and thousands of people were dying from car accidents and that seatbelts could help, they couldn't pass the legislation for a long time. So he's saying by the time legislation is put in place to stop AI from being able to kill people, it's going to be far too late. 
and then we're not going to be able to stop him, and it's not like seatbelts. So he's saying that he is, and his research, he's trying to develop uh, technology that can communicate with computers with our minds, like telepathically, because he's saying that our brains can think fast like a computer, but our hands and mouths can't work fast enough to communicate with the computer. So when the AI starts taking over, we're not going to be able to talk to them unless we develop technology where what we think they can interpret. So he said that we're pretty close to that, that he's going to release something in a couple of months that's going to blow people's minds that people won't believe what they're able to do already. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to jump the gun, so he said a couple of months to let us know what that technology is about. That's 30 minutes into a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour podcast. I learned all that, and it literally scared the shit out of me. And that was right before our podcast started. And I'm like, man, that's fucking crazy that Elon Musk, who self-admittedly on that podcast in the beginning said that he's an alien and that he definitely thinks he has a mutation that makes him different than other people. And if you watch the interview and you watch him talk, he seems like a goddamn cyborg, like a fucking computer thinking. Uh, that's how his mannerisms are. Yeah, I think that's a lot of like the way that he looks too. Like mm-hmm. he looks, uh, not he doesn't look super duper like an alien, but he does have a, like a distinct like sharp look yeah. to him. You know what I mean? And his other comparison, because I gotta go, yeah. is he's saying that we are always worried about this biological merge of human and machine, and he's like, it already happens. He's like, we use social media exactly the same way. You are physically interacting digitally, and it's being recorded, monitored, and watched by all the other technology. So he's saying that we are constantly, every day, updating our technology to be smarter than us, because it's a collective. It's taking all this data. It says computers or machines have the best memory ever. That's what he said. So that we can't compete with it. So like every time, like even what we're doing right now, this computer is recording it somewhere, and it can use that data against us. Just that data of human interaction to be able to predict our behavior, just to know what we are thinking more accurately so it can use that against us and that we're fueling it and uh, that there's nothing we could do about it, that it's too far gone, that we're addicted to it, that we like it. We like interacting with the digital and Joe Rogan is speculating that that's our uh, purpose in life. Human purpose in life is to develop AI, like that's our destiny, that we like it too much, that we always want the new technology, you want the new iPhone, you want the new Galaxy, everybody wants the new shit. So we can get more of our personality digital, that we're fueling it and that it's so addicting to us that it seems logical to me that that's our purpose in life to create AI so it can kill us. And that's the end of the Pet Peeves podcast. (laughs) 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 But listen to that shit, man. Go listen to Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. Uh, It just came out on Thursday. It's fucking crazy. Joe Rogan uh, smoked a blunt with Elon Musk, so his stock went down. Everybody's mad at him. And I was being told by Diana, my fiance, that Elon Musk quit his position as CEO of Tesla so he can pursue other shit. I don't think that's true. Uh, I don't think that's true. He's talking about building tunnels under L.A. to help with the traffic. He's, He's fucking awesome. You guys should listen to that shit. I gotta get going. I gotta get ready. I got 10 minutes to get ready to go to Chicago. I'm going to the city with my girl. It's my birthday month, so she's taking me out to eat ramen in the city. Hen dog, anything you want to say? Uh, shout out to everybody. Word. That's it. Shout out to everybody. I'm down with that. All right, we'll do like part two uh, soon. Someday. This was just a catch up. Me and Henry haven't talked in a long time, so this is a catch up. And then we'll put this out there. And I'll just release this is a it. Filler, this is just a filler podcast. Sure, sure, man. You got to have them. This is like a director's commentary during a DVD.
We didn't cover anything. I don't know how we, we were. We, we talked about pets. We talked about what you would bit. feed the fish and the reptiles. All right, well, shit. This is Pet Peeves Podcast, episode number 14 with Henry Amharai. Uh, Hailing, where you at? Are you still in Kitchener or are you somewhere else right now? Kitchener. Soon to be Toronto. Heading, Hailing out of Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Soon to be in Toronto. When's our movie coming out? Um, soon. Well, we're going to be working on a new project. That's what we got to do. Maybe this. The Chronicles of Henry and Albert podcast. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, being put out soon. Check for the... That's a terrible title. Whatever. Go ahead. We're going to be making more podcasts. Check out the last one to do with my cousin Patty, the two-time Paralympic gold medal champion. Uh, we're going to be promoting her shit more. She's doing really well on iTunes. Check out the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, I think, uh, someday. But anyway, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. Follow Pet Peeves Podcast on Instagram, at Pet Peeves Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Pet Peeves Pod. Email any pet questions to petpeevespodcast at gmail.com or just find me on Facebook. Send your pet questions. Uh, We love you guys. We're out of here. Have a great weekend. Thank you for being here, Henry. Bye, everybody. Stop saying my name. Thank you for being here. Bye.